Recording, recording, recording? Yeah, I'm recording. Of course I'm recording, duh. I'm like super good at this. What do you want to talk about? Oh, I had a couple of things I was going to ask you. Okay, well, we'll just start and you can ask me a thing. No, I'd have to remember what they are. Okay, take a moment to remember it and then we'll start. I'm writing it down right now. You're talking okay. to me like like I'm not a professional. Yep. <laughs> do you know why that is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can be a bit unprofessional. I am in my pajamas right now. Furiously masturbating. Not furiously, just gently right now. Just ca- casually masturbating. I'll get more furious later when we start talking about your relationship with your siblings. I don't know what I was saying there. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry definitely bit... going in. <laughs> no, please don't put that in. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah, I think I'm ready. Hello and welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. I'm, I'm currently sitting on the floor of a hotel in Dublin, Ireland, because our friend Harrison posted a link to this podcast in it, the comments of the Harmontown... Shout out to Harrison! <laughs> in the comments to the Harmontown subreddit. So, Harmontown, what's Harmontown? Harmontown is a podcast by Dan Harmon and Jeff Davis. Dan Harmon is best known as the creative community and Rick and Morty. And Jeff Davis is a comedian improviser who is on Whose Lines Is It Anyway? They used to do a live show in LA and then Dan's girlfriend at the time, Erin McGaffey, said they should podcast it. And then the podcast got turned into a documentary and that really exploded. And now they have, I think, 150,000 listeners every episode uh, and they, they continue to podcast it. Dan and Erin got married and then split up. And now Erin lives in Ireland. Harrison posted a link to our podcast in the comments on the Harmontown subreddit in a post about... Erin's podcast. Erin saw it. She started listening to the podcast. She said that we sounded really cool and that she wanted to be friends with us. And I said, dude, I'm like a country away for the next week. So she said, come stay. So I'm uh, I'm in Ireland and I'm hanging out with Erin McGathy. I'm actually recording this into a microphone that she lent me. It's all very exciting. Don't tell Erin this. Do you mean cut it out of the podcast? Because she listens to the podcast. Nah, I mean, she's going to hear this. It's just like I, I feel vulnerable about it. Okay. It's got nothing to do with Erin. Erin does some really cool podcasts, just for context. She does This Feels Terrible, which is about love and emotion, and the most recent episode was about her divorce, which was super cool, and then she interviewed her first ever boyfriend, and she does another one called Human Conversation with Wayne Fetterman, which I adore, because he's this old-time comedian who's about 25 years older than her, and they just get together and just kind of chat, and they're just super interested in each other's lives, and they disagree on a lot of stuff, and I'm really enjoying that. I started listening through that when she was like, come hang out. I was like, oh shit, I should do some research. Uh, And that is delightful. I really recommend listening to that. I've got to say, I just started really listening to the This Feels Terrible podcast, which I think you mentioned is about relationships and love and stuff. And um, holy fuck, it's really good. And I'm listening to it in reverse chronological order. Oh, wow, that's weird. So... in case you can't get your head around what that means, it means the first episode I listened to was her saying, I'm sorry that I haven't made a podcast in a year. I got divorced. And then the previous episode to that is her being like, I just got married. Here's, <laughs> here's um, a recording of my wedding ceremony with Jack Black. and She didn't get married to Jack Black. He was just at the wedding. No, 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 no. no. Her marriage to Dan Harmon, but... Jack Black played, a, you know, sang a song. And then here's the episode before that where we talk about all of the wedding stuff that happened. So That would be a mindfuck. It's really weird listening to it in reverse because it feels kind of like watching a video of someone you know who's died. Okay. Yeah, I see what Does you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like as in you're like, 
oh, I know what happens to them, and it's bad. Yeah. And, um, and, but it's also really, really sweet to kind of, like, see this document of, like... Love found and love lost. Yeah, before and after, and Aaron, Aaron's really open. And I actually think that if people like my stuff and if people like this podcast, they're probably pretty likely to like that podcast. Anyway, you're in Dublin. Yep. And I'm in Australia. Okay. So since the podcast began, I think you've been in all over Australia, Japan, the United Arab Emirates, Wales, London. France and Spain. Yeah. I went to Paris and now I'm in Dublin. And then I'm about to head back to London to get on a plane to Iceland. And then in a week's time, I will be in America. So five days after this podcast comes out, I will have landed in America and I will be so happy about that. I really like America. So you've been like all over the world and I'm in Australia in my pajamas having like a shitty time. You don't, I don't think, okay. What's the thing that you felt vulnerable saying? Yeah, I'm getting to it. Oh, I'm getting okay. To sorry, it. sorry. I'll get there. Don't you worry. I will bring us to vulnerable town. Um, <laughs> Come on, tears. As I do. Come on, tears. <laughs> oh, God. No one knows this, but we started recording an episode before and then I just started crying. So we were like, maybe let's start again. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable doing two in a row. Anyway, you're like all over the world. You don't understand this because, well, I assume you don't understand this because from my understanding of you, you don't understand the emotion jealousy. Right. I don't have a jealousy bone in my body. Yeah. I remember there was one time when something happened for me and you were like, I feel weird about this. Is this what jealousy feels oh, like? Oh, what was that? Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, it's why you're so suited to polyamory. I am still a very, I'm still a very jealous person. Actually, I don't think I'm a very jealous person. I think I'm just a normal jealous person. But compared to me, you're a very jealous person. Well, it's all relative. Fine. Compared to, like, nothing. No, I wasn't saying that to be a dick. I was just saying, like, compared to... If, if you were dating a guy in a wheelchair, you'd be a very, very fast person, comparatively. I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily true. What? Are you saying you can't run faster than someone in a wheelchair? I'm saying not necessarily, yeah. I'm saying that's not necessarily true. I understand you're trying to be politically correct, but this is a bizarre stance to take. Like, people in... People in wheelchairs can't run. That That's not an offensive thing to say. I'm not, like, ableist. Oh, no, but someone in a wheelchair could potentially move faster than me. Right, okay, I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not confident that I can move faster than them. So you're talking, like, people who do uh, uh, the, the races and things like that? Yeah, I watched a little documentary about a really great <laughs> Australian guy who was in the Paralympics, and I was like, wow, he is really going... And so, yeah, I do not, I don't feel confident. <laughs> okay, you're, you're correct. Saying that, that... You're that... not necessarily faster than someone in a wheelchair because... Yep, yeah, okay, no, you're right, you're right, I, I agree. You're completely correct. I'm just blanket right, okay? That, yep, You sure. should remember this for next time, okay? <laughs> so... It's political correctness gone mad. Ugh. So, you don't, yeah, you don't really experience jealousy, and I do, and I've been feeling really crap. And you've been traveling all over the world and it's just kind of interesting because a bunch of my exes, I wouldn't want to know how they're doing. Like one of my exes just contacted me in the last week and was like, do you want to catch up? It's been a year. And I was like, no, thank you. That's cool. But I feel like there's a special place for comparison between people that you've dated in yourself, you know, 
like there's a special place for comparison between me and my siblings of like who's in quotation marks successful. Right. There's this like sensitive bit about you being successful. And there's also this this normal like Happy for your family thing. Oh, right. I'm with you. No, no, no. Just like jealousy thing. Because it's like you're like traveling all over the world and hanging out with Aaron McGathy and borrowing a microphone and probably... (laughs) I don't know, doing very MA15 plus things with it. and With the microphone, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Who knows what you get up to with that microphone? Erin, uh, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry that I returned your microphone so sticky. Um, <laughs> it, it, I didn't want to damage it by washing it off, so I thought, uh, that's gross. And... What kind of MA15 <laughs> things do you do with a microphone? MA15 isn't even sex. That's just, like, violence. Did I spill blood on it? Maybe you just, like, there was some, like, dry humping involved. Why would it get sticky from dry humping? Dry humping is dry. I don't know. That stuff can get saucy pretty quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I like... Now I'm just thinking about you dry humping a portable microphone. Okay. Is it it Um, hot? Are you you getting into it? It's not hot. Actually, you don't know this. But I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. Why would I not know that? <laughs> no, but like, you know how, like, usually you kind of forget? I've never forgotten a penis. No, but like, I bet you you couldn't do a very good drawing of my vagina. I think that's probably true of every vagina, but that's mostly due to my artistic ability. Yeah, but I'm saying I think I could draw a really good picture of your penis. Why? <laughs> um because last week you like last time on the show you talked about the website picturesofpeterspenis.com no 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 well i did look that up it didn't go anywhere good (laughs) but (laughs) and by good i don't mean like i just went to a 404 page no 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 you were talking about how you did that male masturbation video and then I was like doing the show notes and you were asleep. So I was like, well, I suppose I'll just find this thing. And then if Peter wants to put it in, then we can put it in. So I went through and like found. <laughs> that describes so much of our sex life. <laughs> you were Wait, asleep. And how does that? <laughs> and I that thought not... when Peter wakes up, if he wants to put it in, he can put it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave it there for you, honey. <laughs> and if you want to use it, if you want me to show it to people, <laughs> you can just stick it in there. So did you find um, the video? Yeah, I found the video. Oh, right. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? They didn't email me when it went up and I forgot about it? Yeah, well... Did you watch people... it? No, because it's, it's got a payment ga- gateway, so I couldn't watch it, but there's a picture. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what penis, penis looks like. Why did I not prepare myself for this? While I was going through like 12 pages of <laughs> Other penises. people masturbating. <laughs> I didn't know for sure it was still online. Last time I talked to someone, they were like, oh, that site didn't really work, which I think makes sense. I don't think it was a particularly well thought out idea. I think it's super sexy. Really? Yeah, I think it's super sexy. Huh. Yeah, I like. I can understand that it didn't work financially, but I think that it's really sexy. I mean, not yours, but the side. <laughs> As in specifically mine is not? or, or... <laughs> No, I just think that the idea is really sexy. It's really beautifully shot. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Maybe I should check this out. Maybe you should check it out. Oh, I, I just was talking about, like, jealousy and, like, how I'm really jealous of you because you're traveling all around the world 
And you're like, yeah, I'll go meet up with the cool people. And like a, a week or so ago, I got offered to do this really cool thing. And they were like, you just need to be in LA or New York City. And I was like, cool. Yeah. I'm in Australia. And the other aspect of it is that you have your job because I helped support you while we were going out. Yeah. And so there's this like, I'm fine with that and I get how it goes. That's fine. So the story is how Peter actually started writing erotica was I found an article about it online and I was like, hey, Peter, have you ever thought about doing this? And then you investigated it more and you were like, yeah, I think I think I could do this, but I'd need to work on it full time. And I was like, okay, well, you're my life partner, so I will support you financially while you do that thing. And so now you have this like career, which means you can travel all over the world and meet cool people. And I didn't get that at the end of our relationship, which is how it goes. And I don't want to complain. It's just... Before we split up, I, I paid your rent for six months. Like, that was my way of paying you back. Did you? Do you not remember this? <laughs> Jesus. Have you been walking around being like, I did all this stuff for Peter and he never paid me back? I do not remember that. Yeah, towards the... Like, so so you, you totally supported me full time for, I think, two and a half, three months uh, while I got my erotica career off and running. And then about two years later, I was like, hey, look, I really appreciate that. I've worked out if I cut down on these things, I can pay all the rent and pay for groceries... And so you can focus more on your stuff. I do not remember that. I, I don't know how to like. I don't know how to prove that. I could probably find the. I don't know if we emailed about it, but like, I did that, and I supported you for for. I think it was it was somewhere between four and six months. This is really funny right now because, um, I don't have my video on, but you do. But I'm just sitting here with a big fat grin on my face, sort of laughing to myself. And you're looking at different corners of the room, looking worried. Well, I'm, I don't, I don't like the idea that you spent this whole time being like, ah, that freeloader Peter, who I, I kickstarted his career and he never did it, he no. never gave it back. No, that's not how I feel about it. And even then, like, honestly, even with that information, because I was like, I'm sure that something came about, but I was like, did that ever work out? You know, reciprocally. Did that ever work out totally even? I'm not totally sure. Oh well, it all comes out in the wash. Which I think was why I was so upset when you were like, can you please pay me back for that engagement ring that I gave you two years ago? And I was like, are you serious, man? Yeah. Anyway, that's going... But... but I'm really hurt. Are you really? Yeah. I think wow, because in my like mind... never happens. In my mind, I was very much like, we are even. And... Because I appreciate what you did so much. Like, that was such a big deal. And like you said, we were life partners and we were comrades and all that stuff and you're like look I'll support you and then when it came around I was like great now I'm going to support you and while certainly your support is the reason I was able to to get started in erotica as quickly as I could I also worked really hard on it like I I worked I worked super hard and then I turned around and offered the same thing and you're sort of like great and then not never did anything with it but I was always a bit like ah that's a pity that I couldn't I couldn't give you the same thing back No, no no I mean I know that I know that it wasn't like, I made your career because you made your career. I just helped you a little bit. Like, I I know that. Okay. I'm not like, I made Peter's career for him and now he's just gallivanting around the world while <laughs> I'm at home washing clothes. <laughs> that is a very accurate depiction of what's happening. Uh, yeah, um, okay. I just No, I know that. And I think that, you know, that also, it's just this weird thing. 
you know how we said last week that there's only 10 people who I care what they think about me? Yeah, one of them is me, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, the, the what you think of me is hugely important to me. Well, I think part of it, you know, a big part of it gets... No. Oh. What's wrong? This is just like... Say what it is, and if we need to, we can cut it out. Are you crying? No. Shut up. I don't know. I can't see what's happening. <laughs> you, were, you were talking, and then suddenly there was just total silence. <laughs> and last time that happened, like 45 minutes ago, it ended with you crying, and I was just sitting there being like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, this. I just go really quiet. Also, I don't... We were talking about this earlier today that when I would, when we were going out and I would get really upset, I'd often end up like writing things down because I'm not very good at talking when I'm upset, but it doesn't work for a podcast. (laughs) 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 No, it's just like the thing that is sensitive for me about it is like, I don't feel like I could have done that. And that makes me sad. Like as in. I don't feel like I could build that career in the way that you did because you did put in a lot of hard work and I saw you do it. And I think I've just been talking. I was actually talking with my psychiatrist today about how sometimes in terms of creative endeavors, and I know that this is a really privileged position to be in because I'm in a privileged position where I can like, you know, pursue my creative desires and all that kind of stuff is that um I feel kind of cursed by them sometimes yeah like sometimes I wish that I could just be like really happy to get a normal job and I and and that like if I could accept that then maybe I would have a better life but the kind of person that I am can't do that I know what you mean and so it's it means I feel really torn and so then when I also look at someone like you who is working creatively and is also like very good at doing that in terms of the like grunt work, work aspect, um, just I feel um, concerned for myself. <laughs> yeah. And all of that kind of also, you know, also works into like mental health stuff. And if, if I take, for example, the last the last month where I haven't been doing as well and I my wellness usually goes in like cycles I'm much less productive and then I feel like really held back and it's I you know it really hurts when you like feel held back by something you don't have control over that doesn't hinder other people like yourself you know what I mean yeah I I, I do understand what you mean I I don't know what to say like not 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 that I'm expected to say anything, but I'm just like I genuinely am like I don't think I can say anything that's helpful. I mean, you know, do you remember do you remember the thing that I taught you? The like step one is validation. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was just I was just I was trying to, oh, that's the thing though. Like genuinely, I'm like I don't know how to validate that. That's what I was thinking. I was uh, so when we were together, you used to coach me a lot in how to react to human conversations. And, <laughs> I'm sitting here being like, how do I validate that? That is hard. Like, yeah, that absolutely sucks. Bam, you're on the money. That is exactly how you do it. Validation is easy. You're just like, 
wow, that sounds really difficult. It does sound really difficult. I don't know how I would deal with that. Yeah, it's really frustrating, particularly when I spend a lot of time in contact with you and you are like unafflicted. And I spend a lot of time with people like my sister who just seems to, and my, you know, that just seem to like... Your freakishly productive brother. They just seem to like blaze through stuff. And it's like, ugh. And me, like for me, I was talking about this today. I genuinely can't conceive of what it would be like to not have... Mental health issues. Yeah, to like not have consistent, constant like distress around that stuff. I feel weird because like I don't want to like overtake this podcast with me like complaining about my life, which is why... It just, it is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of the only way to deal with it. But um, it is fucking annoying. Like, it's really fucking annoying. Yeah. It sucks. And also the creative arts is like one of the most difficult fields in terms of your mental health to maintain a career in because it's so unregulated and unpredictable and... You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. You need to be self-driven in a way that you can't consistently be when you when you're struggling with mental health issues. Well, not not just that, but they've done a bunch of studies into uh, I think it's the mice. You know, mice and addiction, and I feel like this is pretty common knowledge. But I think I think that because I know a lot about mental health. Yeah, you do a lot of reading on it. (laughs) But they looked at addiction and rats, and they were like how we've thought about addiction is that it's a chemical thing. So substances are addictive. You take them, you will get addicted. Like that's how it works. But then they did some studies and they were like, hey, what happens if we give rats option of like water and water with cocaine in an environment that is very blank, sparse, boring? What happens if we give them the same options in like, rat heaven yeah really engaging uh scintillating yeah stimulating Stimulating. lots of other rats to have sex with and like all that (laughs) kind of stuff and they found that in the rat heaven the rats didn't get addicted they tried it and then they're like oh yeah look i can have a more fulfilling life and in the other place the addiction rates are really but and so if you think about that in terms of like people working in the creative arts where your status in society as a whole is very low we're not like artists, except for people who like really make it, right? Like like Ricky Gervais or, yeah. or Lena Dunham or whatever. Like they've got very high status. But most people who are working in the arts Starving artists, yeah. do not have high status. And even if they go outside of their art circle, even if they're well-known in their art circle, you go like a bit to the right, go to a dinner party with a bunch of engineers and, and doctors. And they're like, what do you do? It's like, I'm an artist. And it's, you know, like in general... The status is not very high and it's very destabilized financially and emotionally. Like where you get your money from is... Inconsistent and... Inconsistent, outside of your control. Very different to say if you... Work at a bank. Work at a bank or a teacher. Yeah. Well, teacher's not a great example, but yeah. Why is teacher not a great example? Because if you can get a full-time teaching gig, sure. But a lot of teachers, a lot of teachers I know even, uh, they've done a teaching degree and they're very good teachers, but they're still waiting for like to get called up for a shift. Yeah. And and teachers are notoriously underpaid. Like I, I understand what you're saying. I just think teachers are not the best 
perfect. They're not the most perfect example. Well, it's funny though, because teachers, even teachers are, for the work they do, which I feel like should be very high status, they are still quite low status. Yeah. If you think about it in a like mainstream, you know, like not the way I like to think about the world, but being in that kind of precarious position like takes its fucking toll. Yeah. And when you look at the fact that I feel like the people who are successful are just the people who are mentally resilient enough. And that makes me extremely worried. I mean, first of all, you know, the quote, which is, you know, success is 95% perspiration, 5% inspiration or whatever. Yeah. Like that, that's what that's referring to. And it's also why I'm always so fascinated by the people who are, I'm going to say unbalanced. And I don't mean that as a dig at people with mental health issues, but I mean, you look at some of the people who are very famous and they're, you know, massive drug addicts who are who are unreliable and I'm thinking like famous rock stars particularly and you look at some of them and you're like how did you get through the dip like how the hell did you be the one like Russell Brand for instance nowadays he's very sober but have you read his his book bookie book no nah. in the early days of his career he, like for some reason he had he pitched this tv show to BBC and they gave him several hundred thousand pounds to do it and day one, he stood on top of the van and threw bread at everyone until they called the, the BBC and were like, look, I don't think we can do this show. What? Like, he, he was a massive uh, drug addict. And so he used to just get high and just see how far he could push things in the most self-destructive way he can. Self-destructive, that's what I'm looking for. You look at how self-destructive some of the most famous rock stars of various industries are. And you're like, how did they get there? But, I mean, some of it also is because the myth, the aura of those kind of behaviors becomes part of their success story. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, if you look at someone like Amy Winehouse, yeah. And I think like what, I think what happened to Amy Winehouse and honestly, I think that what the media did to her and kind of, you know, what we did to her by feeding the media's drive to, you know, yeah, invade yeah. her life. Have you seen the South Park episode about Britney Spears? No. It's really good. I think you'd enjoy it. It's just sort of, it's a deconstruction of the way that we build up a young girl and then tear her down again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's a real tragedy. But we, you know, we're like hungry for these stories. I just, as someone who is, I, I think I'm reasonably talented and tries very hard and just my complete inability to get any kind of foothold, which is possibly due to, more due to my own failings than any kind of systemic problem i think honestly it's the blue hair <laughs> but i didn't have it for so long you need to lose it you look like a do leprechauns have blue hair no the leprechauns have normal colored hair <laughs> but you're in ireland so that would make sense you look like a leprechaun and so i i i, I try hard and i'm i etc and i have no way of getting a foothold and i look at people who are crazy self-destructive and i'm like how did you do it like it's just bewildering to me so i am a person and this may take you by surprise sj but i'm a person who very much has tickets on themselves and thinks that they're pretty amazing yeah, I know. <laughs> and so I look at you and that's why I genuinely think you are one of the people in this world who is just a better person than me because you get so much done and have such cool projects and such talent and all that and have this yoke around your neck of mental health issues. Like, I just admire the fuck out of you. Oh, now I'm going to start crying again. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but like I feel like we should rename the show like unique ways of making SJ cry. 
<laughs> I don't think anyone's ever asked this, but I have enough of an ego that I'm like, I wonder if people are ever like, Peter's pretty great. Why does he think SJ is so great? But that's why. Like, I think you're incredible because you struggle with all this stuff on a daily basis and get stuff done almost as much as I do, who have none of these struggles. Like, I'm, I'm in terms of privilege, you know, I'm a white straight male with no mental health issues or physical issues or disabilities of any kind. And you are basically keeping up with me. Am I? I don't feel like I am. I know. From the, like you've got you've got more fans than I do, which is not the best metric of anything, but it's a fact. Well, let's just say it's the only metric. <laughs> <laughs> let's just hold that right there and agree that that is the only metric. Yeah, yeah. So you've achieved more online success than I have. Yeah, I mean, to like just further your point, I've spent the last two years, two and a bit years, pretty much my number one priority has been my mental health. Yeah. Like, that's, like, how much it influences my life and life decisions. Yeah. Or has in the past two years. I mean, previous to that, it definitely did, but I was just, like... previous to that, your focus was on me, obviously. No, previous to that, my focus... (laughs) I was just, like... I'm just going to be fucked forever and and it's never going to get any better. I don't know, probably one day I'll die. I had a very different attitude. But in the past, yeah, like two and a bit years, it's been kind of my top priority. And so this all came about because I'm in Dublin and you're jealous? Is that what you were getting at? It's not so much. I mean, yeah, it's definitely about being jealous, but... I feel like we moved on from there and it was just about... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm about to wrap up the podcast. I wanted to bring it full circle. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's hard enough watching someone that you are sensitive about being less successful in comparison to and then bringing in the fact that you have some sort of like impairment that you can't control and that you've dedicated the last two years of your life to trying to deal with. The tense there was very confusing. Uh, Sorry, the person. I think you went from third person to second person. Did I? (laughs) Because I was like, I don't have an impairment. What? (laughs) No. I just mean that it's really difficult. And... So what you're saying is that you don't want me to tell you about my adventures. No, no. I want to know. But at the same time that I'm happy for you, I'm also deeply sad (laughs) on a fundamental level no 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 no. like I am happy for you but it's hard to not turn it around on myself as like really grade a if we were playing a nerf war it would be one of those modified nerf bullets with metal on the end that really hurt fuck me against myself that's some prime rib ammo if you're feeling bad about yourself it's okay like I should say I haven't actually taking it that badly. I just realized I hadn't talked about the fact that you jet setting and everything is great. And it's also like really interesting to see your ex live in the dream and you feel like you're not living the dream in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So I can now tick off uh, Aaron and Vagina from my list. What was vagina? Remember how I asked you? Oh, if I remembered your vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Erin asked her first boyfriend on her podcast, and I was like, I want to ask Peter that. I want to know the answer to that question. Were you happy with my answer? I was dissatisfied. I remember your vagina. I just can't draw it. Okay. So do you mean like if you went to What answer would you be satisfied with? Like, what what are you after here? Now that you asked that, I'm not totally sure. (laughs) But like... 
Do you think then, so you're saying that the thing that is getting in the way is your artistic abilities. Yeah. But does that mean that if I got you like a forensic artist, that you would then... Yeah, I reckon I I probably could. You think so? I'd spent a lot of time with your vagina. It was some of the best moments of my life. (laughs) It was a pity the rest of you had to be there. Ah, oh, fuck you. I just wish that there was a that way that... Was that was awful. That was really misogynist, wasn't it? <laughs> that, was, that was pretty bad. I was just going for a silly joke, but it came out as super, like, women are just holes to be fucked. Oh, I didn't even like hearing those words. What about the voice I did them in? Was that appealing? That made it much better. I kind of, like, wish that we could have some sort of, like... This is what angel investors should be for, so that I could pay for that forensic artist. <laughs> Like, is, is this what an angel investors is for? No. To pay for forensic artists to draw pictures of your ex fiance's vagina? No. Like, absolutely I not. I should contact Chris Sarka. I bet you he'd understand. Is he the one from Startup? Uh, yeah, Chris Sarka is like this billionaire investor. I listened to a podcast with him the other day and he said that when you're going to a party, the best thing you should bring is like 75 mullet wigs. He was like, go on Amazon, buy 75 mullet wigs, bring them to a party. It will absolutely change it. The party will be 10 times better. And I was like, I feel like he's got a point. My God. So fucking hot here. And you can't see me, but I just took I just took my shirt off because it's so hot. Can we turn video back on? No, no, no. We cannot do that. So I think you're misunderstanding what an investor is. No, I feel like I'm perfectly <laughs> understanding what an because like an angel investor is an investor, which means that they invest money. They don't just give it out for nonsense projects. Yeah, they're investing into the humor of everyone. <laughs> they're also investing into like. My sense of resolve about this issue. There's like, the, yeah, no, I, do you the, want me to go on? <laughs> the return that they're after is is money, not is emotion. my happiness. No, right? no. See, this is this is the main part where the you're ha- misunderstanding angels. That's why they're angel angels. They're angels because they care about giving love to people. So, in conclusion, I'm in Dublin, and Erin McGathy is very cool. Check out her podcasts. We have an outro, yeah. So, this week's outro is from Jamie. Who's Jamie? Oh, is Jamie the person that sent us that email? Yeah, Jamie sent us a really lovely email and left us a really lovely iTunes review, and she's basically our favourite person. So, you're going to hear from her right now. Thanks for listening to Being Honest With My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review, and tell your friends. Peter is my favourite son. I really liked how she said... Sun <laughs> sounded like a tiny bit medieval. Maybe she should be in Game of Thrones. I haven't seen Game of Thrones. Is Game of Thrones medieval? It's sort of like fantasy, medieval, irrelevant to this conversation. You, uh, thank you, you very much. <laughs> you dated someone who was on Game of Thrones, didn't you? I went on a date with someone who was in Game of Thrones. Oh well, I mean, oh man, that's a whole story. It wasn't really a date because she was. She was married, but she was in an open relationship, but at the time they were closed. But if they hadn't been closed at that moment, it would have been a date. So, like, how do you define I once dated someone who was in Game of Thrones? I feel like... I you, guess no. You didn't, but I if, I if this was a party situation, which it's a podcast, so let's make... Sh- one of my it. friends is in Game of Thrones. How about that? She's definitely one of my that friends. Works. And she's yes. in Game of Thrones. I feel like, you know, I would tell... I would definitely probably exaggerate that story and 
Uh, that's all from us thank you very much to Jamie and remember we're moving our conversation over to the Honor Eastley Facebook page Honor Eastley how can they find that you can find me on Facebook stop opening water while we're recording (laughs) actually it's worse because it's not just water I just (laughs) I got a soda stream for Christmas and then when you buy soda stream they give you a, a bottle of like basically like as close to zero gas as they can (laughs) like it's useless and so i ran out of that extremely quickly and i just got a new like gas cylinder um so so it's super super fizzy water super super fizzy and i'm like don't open it (laughs) mid-sentence like if you open it while i'm talking i can edit it out if you open it while you're talking i can't do anything (laughs) it's just you being like soaps no, what it is is that I've gotten sponsorship from SodaStream. I just didn't want to tell you about it, and I didn't. I wanted to take all the money for myself. So, so how so, can they find you? So they You're can. Still doing it. They can find us. Is that good? <laughs> they can. Are you so, drinking mid-sentence? <laughs> I am drinking Luscious Luscious SodaStream. Also, <laughs> they've apparently moved their factory out of occupied territory, so that's nice. That's good. Um, <laughs> Put it down. Okay, fine. So, and tell people how so to find your Facebook page. You can find me on Facebook, which is, if you just chuck in Honor Easley, which is, it's spelled kind of weird. It's spelled like Honor, like honorable mention, but um, if you're, yeah, but the American way. And Eastley, <laughs> like East, and then L-Y. L-Y. So if you put that into Facebook, you'll, you will find us and you will find and us. And every week you're going to post a thread where people can discuss this week's podcast. Yes. So you can talk about whether you hate what Peter said, whether you're like, yes, we're definitely going to get an angel investor so that we can get a portrait. Can we actually try and do that? Okay. I'll tell you what. You can try to do that. Okay. I'm going to have a look and see if there's, like, there's got to be an artist somewhere who specifies in drawing pictures of vaginas. And as well as that, we have a mailing list. Go to beinghonestwithmax.com, click on mailing list. Currently, they're going to people's spam filters, probably because uh, they're about sex. And spam filters love sex, but the rest of email doesn't. Wait on, the email, the mailing list is about sex? Well, I mean, I, meant, you know, I post sex links in it and I talk about your vagina a lot. It's really just a Honor Eastley's vagina mailing list. Uh, it's very popular. Wait on. Unlike your vagina. <laughs> wait on, wait on, wait on, wait on. What? Do you read the newsletter? <laughs> um. <laughs> That's right, guys. Glowing recommendation. The person who the newsletter is about does not read it. But if you do sign up, check your spam filter every Friday and check the last few days to make sure that you've got the email. But thank you for listening. Sign up to our mailing list. Check out the, the, the Facebook page and be awesome and don't drink SodaStream. It's, it's, it literally will kill you. No. Okay. You're ruining my sponsorship also, deal. They uh they hate Oh, just white stop people. it. Just <laughs> just stop it. Okay. Goodbye. Bye-bye.